Are you creating a toxic environment at work by allowing a third option when it comes to buy-in? Welcome to On My Walk, the reading podcast that helps you capture reading's aha moments and apply them to your life and leadership. Now, at this point, you already may be asking, what do you mean by a third option? Well, I'm going to get to that in just a minute. But first, I want to say a word about this book, No Ego. This is my fifth episode from No Ego, How Leaders Can Cut the Cost of Workplace Drama and Entitlement and Drive Big Results. It's a book by Cy Wakeman. And as you can tell, I like this book. Wakeman advocates a reality-based leadership model. She's all about equipping a workforce with the mental processes and thinking time that reduces workplace drama. Uh, What she says leads to uh, emotional waste. She says, ultimately, leadership is about manifesting the truth by directly confronting reality. Now, confronting reality is a lot easier said than done, but she's going to help big time. In Chapter 9, Buy-In, Wakeman highlights how much workplace drama comes from trying to get employee buy-in and how telling leaders they're responsible to get employees to buy-in is, in her words, quote, another failed piece of failed conventional wisdom. She says, stop trying to get buy-in. It's a waste of time. Buy-in is a choice. Let me say that again. Buy-in is a choice. She says, discover those who are willing And then work with the willing to get great results. And I appreciate this. When COVID hit, our institution took a financial hit. Many did. And we had to ask our professors to pick up additional time in the classroom. It was asking a lot. But the alternative was living with an institutional financial deficit. And you can't do that and stay in business. And that means we needed buy-in. Now listen to what Cy Wakeman says about buy-in. No amount of money allows leaders to purchase buy-in, and they should stop trying to do so. Every time they try, they are indulging the ego, building entitlement, and reinforcing victim mindsets. I always recommend that leaders work with the willing. Buy-in means I am willing, like accountability and engagement. It's a choice. It's a declaration of commitment and the first step toward action. The leader's role is to discover those who have chosen to buy in and then to work with the willing to create great results. The role of leaders is to help people get clear on the fact that if they want to play on the team, buy-in is a prerequisite. Coaching that inspires self-reflection is a great way to be upfront and clear about what is being asked of employees. Instead of trying to manufacture artificial buy-in, leaders can be direct about why it's a condition of employment by having a conversation that inspires self-reflection. Ask, on a scale of 1 to 10, what is your level of buy-in to this new strategy slash change? If the employee mentions reservations, expresses resistance, or indicates a low level of buy-in, follow up with questions like, what is your plan to get bought in? Or, 
How could you use your expertise to mitigate the concerns you have to ensure buy-in and deliver results? If buy-in seems out of reach or too daunting for the employee, turn the questions for self-reflection in a different direction. It sounds like buy-in isn't something you're willing to offer right now. What plans do you have to transition off this assignment or team? That question probably will shock an employee who, in all likelihood, wasn't planning on going anywhere. But if you're going to get great results, there can't be an option that allows people to stay and sabotage or to stay and hate. To get great results at work, there can't be an option that allows people to stay and sabotage or stay and hate. And then she adds these words. If an employee intends to stick around, the question goes back to, then what's your plan for buy-in? No third option. I love this. And part of the reason I appreciate what she's advocating is that Wakeman addresses how to handle the, uh, the pushback that will inevitably come when we're trying to create buy-in. In fact, she's going to advocate one of her many reality-based leadership mantras, and this one is so good. Here it is. Stay in joy or go in peace. Oh, <laughs> stay in joy or go in peace. Now, as she notes, high-value employees understand the obligation and value of full buy-in even when they haven't been consulted on the decision. And you have to read her chapter, or else what she's saying, as I'm describing it, is going to simply come across as a harsh, it's my way or the highway. And it isn't, and in some ways it is, but it really isn't. And two reasons this no third option, stay in joy or go in peace, so resonates with me is, one, it's in keeping with a necessary understanding of authority that we've lost today. In other words, someone has to make a decision, and those in places of responsibility are charged with that. And that means someone has to go along with the decision or not. And the second is this. The consequences that come with that decision are often not what we want. So the question is, well, what are we going to do with that? Are we going to stay in joy? Or are we going to go in peace? As Wakeman says, there's no third option. And I hear that and I say, thank you, Cy Wakeman. And again, you've got to get her book because she's going to fill in the blanks that I can't on this podcast. Stay in joy or go in peace. There's no third option. And that's my thought on my walk with her book, No Ego, How Leaders Can Cut the Cost of Workplace Drama and Entitlement and Drive Big Results. Now the question is, what will you do with that thought on your walk through life today?